Hello everyone, this is Sarisha and I host the Women Career and Life podcast. Just like you, I've traversed varied paths, stumbled a little, picked myself up and learned a great deal on my journey. Many of us face similar questions, but we don't always get to have a conversation with our friends or peers. In this podcast, you will hear real stories that you can connect with on the challenges of navigating career and life. You must be wondering who I am. In my everyday life, I'm a career woman, a mom, and an avid reader. I'm also a road tripper, amateur gardener, and even a fashionista on some days. Join me and my guests as we have an open and honest discussion on career change, trade-offs, and working across boundaries. You get the idea. It's a perspective you simply may not hear anywhere else. Hello everyone, happy new year. In season 1, we talked about returning to work, leadership, career development, time management and productivity. I'm really looking forward to kicking off season 2 today. Let's get started. I'm excited to have a guest host Usha join us in today's conversation. We're going to talk about mentorship, a topic Usha and I talk about often as we discuss our journey. The many people who have helped us and strategies to advance our careers. Look at different types of mentors, how to find them, getting the most out of the relationship and ideas to give back to a mentor. So Usha, as we talk about mentorship, can you tell us a mentor who has helped you? I started thinking of mentors only after I enrolled myself into a formal program in my first company. And that of experience actually made me understand how a good mentor can be a catalyst for your career. I was in a new country, I was in a new group, it was a completely new team that I did not know anybody and sometimes in the corporate it's as good as going to a different company when you move groups and countries, right? And my mentor taught me so many things. She gave me ideas on how to connect with senior leaders, how to network within the team, and I can still hear her voice telling me, "Usha, you just have to go up to people and have a conversation on how you can actually help them in the next opportunity that the company has." The worst thing they're going to say is no, but they will appreciate the initiative you're taking. I still remember that and I remind myself every time i run into a new group and another cool thing that she taught me was to apply swot analysis for your own career it's so cool we do it all the time on the job but we never think of applying it for ourselves uh, and that gave me a lot of perspectives on how to think about my goals how to utilize my experience for the opportunities that are probably going to present themselves so come to think of it some of these things i would have figured out by myself but it would have taken me five years to do it having a mentor actually helped me figure it out in that first one or two years when i made the transition you were just talking about swot analysis uh, for our listeners what really is a four quadrant way to distill all your thoughts it's talking about strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats and i've used it in a different context i've used it for career just to map out where do i want to take my next step maybe in the next year the next five years so it's kind of help lay down my thoughts very clearly and i've actually also used it for finances as you think long term what does it look like where are you set up so it's been a great tool and definitely we'll have resources and more mapping into our blog on this so siri my example was a formal program what about informal relationships how have you found a work with informal mentors i can think of two examples both of them i think of as sort of organic evolutions The first mentor I met her at these women's meetings we used to have and I just got in a new role uh, with more responsibility I I had helped organize something for her in the past so I asked her if I, she could meet with me 
and we managed to meet for lunch every quarter generally talking about our organization how i was transitioning how her organization was doing and it's helped become a more stronger relationship where we meet now every month and i've actually pitch ideas to her and come up with new ideas and have somebody from an outside perspective look at it and help me crystallize my thoughts the second person also is, is a very similar way it was at actually a women's uh, international conference that i went through work and she was a lady in, in the same company but from a completely different organization which we would have never crossed paths so at one of those formal dinners we got chatting and actually the funny thing is we didn't even talk about work so much as talking about our family and our kids the kids were very close in age so we got talking about balancing life those sort of conversations that lend themselves there and that's how that built and similarly set up a cadence and meet either once a quarter once a month and establish those relationships what i found is you may not always click with your mentors you have to find that right fit but it's also about being trusting and being open and it has to be kept within those bounds so that you can build that strong relationship also in informal settings it's not a place where you have to get along it's natural you meet people and then over a period of time you realize you have common interests and that what takes you to that mentorship relationship but i think it is also important to be intentional to go out and do that if i were to write a letter to my 21 year old self i would say do that more not just to go and meet friends yes you make friends but when you consciously think of the fact that you may actually run into a mentor and or a relationship that could be beneficial to both of you when you think of it that way i think it actually helps so for me my note is that to take initiative more and i have gone for many years sometimes without having that and i think we spoke about it you have done that as well but now we are a little more intentional about it so can you talk about your informal mentors in fact when i think of it we've had them from the very first day i started my job but never thought of them that way i like to call them accidental mentors so many of my managers who have taken interest to to challenge and push me beyond what i was doing are those accidental mentors and it's hard to spot these folks because sometimes they may even seem tough sometimes you get this feeling that i'm doing such a good job but they're still pushing me to do more but that's exactly the point they do that because they see something in you these are the folks who don't usually complain but usually say hey this is good but i think you can take this to the next level by doing a b c and those people are the people i really consider as accidental mentors and sometimes as frustrating as it can be finding somebody like that in your career can be a blessing in disguise and we also sometimes i feel assume that the, like a mentor like this has to be a woman i've had so many managers who are men who have really mentored me so well and i'm so grateful for that you're absolutely right i've had what you call accidental mentors as well i've had different managers actually in some cases even peers of help mentor when you're running into a tough situation and they may be engaging with you either on a project or on a meeting you know you can either bounce ideas with them or they may come back offline and say hey this is what you could have done differently or should have done differently and you're absolutely right it's very hard in some ways it's like feedback it's hard to listen to it but you have to listen to it because they really were looking at it as you have the potential to do something more and take it in that spirit so sir we find mentors in many ways but let's talk about how we can make that mentor relationship successful 
That's a good question. You have to value your mentor's time. They're giving you either 30 minutes or an hour. So being cognizant of that, preparing either questions or distilling your thoughts. Or if you need some help, being a little bit more crystal clear. Sometimes it might be even a presentation that you go. So, but definitely that needs to be cared around that. And I have to tell you, I have not always done that. It's become something I've learned over time. So definitely invest in that portion as well. So you make the most out of your relationship. The other thing I've noticed about these relationships is that the more context you give your mentor on your near-term, long-term goals, the better they're able to help you. Or even if you don't have all that crystallized, even if you ask more specific questions, you actually get better answers. For example, we had a formal program in school and I was a mentor. One of the mentees would ask me very general questions like, how do you deal with change? What does balance mean to you? And these are great questions, but I would struggle to answer in a very specific way to help her because I had no context of why she's asking me that. So we would have this great conversation about change management and work-life balance and those type of things. And we would go from that conversation, but I wasn't really sure if it was helping her move in a certain direction. So I feel like in times like that, if you have a little more specific questions and prepare ahead, it helps them, the mentor help you better. So Siri, let's switch topics here and talk a little bit about how to give back to a mentor. It doesn't have to be a one-sided relationship, right? Absolutely. So two examples come to mind in the recent past. In one case, I saw a board position come across and I forwarded it to my mentor and basically had a discussion with her and if she was interested in board position. So it, it lent itself to a very different conversation. To tell the truth, I don't know if she's applied for it or she's venturing out, but it helps you feel like you're also giving something back in the relationship. In another case uh, with the other mentor, she was having a problem that she was trying to solve in her group and she asked if there were any solutions or ideas, you know, that we were just bouncing around. About six to nine months later, she acknowledged saying that the discussion helped her create a framework in her organization that they were just able to fan out. So there are so many ways you can give back to your mentors. Even if you're new to a company or in a place, there might be things you have learned. You might know the technology. There are various avenues that you will be able to. And sometimes it might just be asking them, is there any help you need? And even that question might generate that discussion. Sometimes you can just give back by becoming a mentor too. I did it after my first formal program and continue to do it in some form or other. And I think all of us do pass it on. In every day at work, we do give back in some way. But another thing that I also think works is going back after many years and thanking your mentors because sometimes their advice takes years for you to apply and reach your goals and going back and remembering them after many years is probably all that they need. Like somebody saying, thank you. That makes their day on In all honesty, I feel like I don't do this enough. I help people all the time on a day-to-day -day basis, but I don't necessarily go back and say, thank you enough. I have thanked them enough then, but I think I should do that more. That's my takeaway from our episode today. Absolutely. We should remember to go back and thank our mentors. They all have a significant impact on our careers and in life in general. Today on our episode, we have talked in depth about mentorship. Usha, can you leave our listeners with some food for thought as we wrap up this episode? Three things come to mind as I think of today's conversation. The first thing, mentors come in all forms and shapes. So we can choose formal programs, informal relationships, or even colleagues or managers at work. 
And the second thing that comes to mind is it helps to set yourself up for success by preparing well and also providing context for your discussions with a mentor. I really think the SWOT analysis or any other tool that helps to uh, set a context for yourself it will be very helpful. The third thing that comes to mind is that we can all give back by becoming mentors at actually any stage in the career. You can even mentor college students. That's a good way to give back. And then going back and give, saying thank you to the mentors or finding some opportunities that we can help them with, that's a great way to give back. So those would be the main things that I would think are takeaways from our episode. So go ahead, uh, try the SWOT analysis or find a mentor if you don't have one or even volunteer to be a mentor. Just don't swim alone, especially if you're going through a big change in life or at work. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in every other Wednesday to catch the next episode. If you think a friend may benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. All the resources we talked about are also available on my website, womencareerandlife.com. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. I would love to hear from you about your stories and your journey. You can reach me on my blog, Twitter, Instagram, or Gmail at Women, Career, and Life. Until next time, this is Sarisha signing off. Remember, there are infinite possibilities to drive change in career and life. Which will you choose to make a reality today?